It is very good to see you, Callie. It's been quite a while. I know. It's good to see you, too. You've been very busy with nursing school, and I've been very busy with interviews, but we had a spare moment to spend time with friends. Yay. It's good to be busy as, like, towards success, you know? Yeah. So. You're right. I, I'm happy for us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I, you know what? We'll, we'll save opinions for later because I almost divulged my opinion of this film. We watched a movie. It is called 30 Days of Night. It was recommended to me on the horror Reddit thread that I'm a part of. And I'm now suspicious of that because it happened like several times in one week where people were like, this is a really underappreciated movie. I think that the styling of the vampires is very unique, original, and interesting. I think the premise is strong. The acting is strong. The cinematography is strong. And I'm like, okay, I'm in. Let's see it. Yeah. Let's do it. I don't know that I'm a particular vampire fan are you no i often find vampire movies to be a little campy yeah i i think that's when they're at their best i think the best vampire movie i've seen is um uh daughter of darkness which is like old german lesbian fashionista vampire Mm. who turns um a straight non-vampire woman and then into a gay vampire woman. Yes, into a gay vampire woman, <laughs> which I'm all about. <laughs> I love I guess I do like vampires in the sense that they are so often like coded for queer culture. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, often in a negative way, which is boo, but when it's done in a positive way, it's rad. And I Dang, think that's live an example. And be who you wanna be and yeah. bite people. There's like good. a like I think it's more the sort of living outside of society, weird glamour drama oh i guess i never put the two i feel like werewolves are the more dramatic ones yeah i you know i think that they fall under similar camps Mm, okay i didn't put i didn't put the glvt and the vampire community (laughs) into a venn diagram i (laughs) yeah that is not this movie yeah that is not the goal of this movie no i don't think so um okay do you have background for us yes so this movie was released in 2007. Um, the budget they had 30 million, and the opening oh, weekend damn. in the U- I know in the opening weekend in the U.S. it made 15.9 million. Do you remember this movie? Do I remember it like coming out? Yeah. No. I have the vaguest memory. Either maybe it was at my theater in Monticello, and I remember the words being up there. I would have been 15. 30 days of night. I remember in the 2007. Name. Right. Or maybe a friend of mine rented it, but I definitely yeah. had never seen it. No, because I thought it was going to be... Because I thought it was going to be a zombie movie. And then I was like, "What well, is this just another version of 28 Days Later? Mm. But it's not. It wasn't, obviously. When did 28 Days... That was about the same time. Yes. Um, I haven't pulled up. Oh, really? Yeah, well, it suggests it. Oh, there's 28 Weeks Later. Excuse me. Let me look I'd... for 28 Days Later. 28 Days Later, that was 2002. Yeah, I I didn't think about it until you brought it up, but it bears a lot of similarities to 28 Days Later in that 
They're both movies that sort of rewrote their monster, whether it be a zombie or a vampire, to be like super fast, super strong, yeah. super smart. Like, because in the past, they're sort of these shambling, slow moving. You can outrun them, but you usually fall and can't get up. Yeah. Or you're hurt or like yeah. trapped somewhere and they corner you somehow. Right. Um, yeah. My friend and I have a running joke from 28 Days Later because the zombies move so fast yeah. and there's one scene where a zombie like breaks through the window and it's like this. <laughs> <laughs> so we do that to each other I have a 28 Days Later story that I almost, I might regret telling this to you. Okay. Um, I don't know why this came up, but somebody told me that there was... <laughs> God. <laughs> Somebody told me that there was a penis in 28 Days Later. And yeah. there is. Yeah. There is. That's like the I opening shot. That. Yeah. Yeah, most people do. But <laughs> but me being like, how old was I when that movie came yeah. out? Like 12. In 2002? No, I was 10, but I was giving myself a little bit of a oh, break, okay. Callie. <laughs> Sorry. I was, it, my parents used to have HBO. They don't anymore. And so I saw... 28 days pop up and I like waited I, I like had looked ahead on the TV guide saw it waited until whatever time of night it was on to see this penis and then <laughs> I was actually watching the Sandra Bullock film 28 days about her stint in a rehab facility oh. no penis in 28 days <laughs> I was very confused <laughs> I, I watched the whole movie <laughs> you're like where is it yeah <laughs> No, I bet Sandra Bullock was thankful that you did watch a movie. Oh, I doubt she cared. <laughs> and then there's another, I mean, this, there, we were watching The Office, and The Office has a similar sequence where Pam said, I wanted to watch a Sandra Bullock film, so I rented 28 Days Later. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she sat through the whole movie waiting for Sandra Bullock. <laughs> been right. there, been there, queen. <laughs> similar but different. <laughs> same, same, but different. <laughs> No, I understand that. I mean, who hasn't, like, wanted to see a movie for a specific thing? <laughs> yeah, spin I've it, done that spin it however you want, Kelly. No, all right. <laughs> I've done it plenty of times. Um, okay. And then the gross USA was $39.5 million. And oh. cumulative worldwide was $75.5 million. So I'm glad they, like, doubled, more than doubled their money. But, like, I don't think it made as much as what I expected it to. Oh, I, for some reason, thought that this was a bomb. So I'm glad that it made it back. I was reading an article by a director who said that that's the rule in Hollywood is you have to make double your budget to get to be to make another film. If you yeah. make less than double your budget, then you probably won't get to make another film. Yeah. So, uh, I guess uh, what is it, David S Slade? I keep wanting to say David Spade. Yeah. <laughs> David Slade moves on to make another film. Um, yes, and so it was filmed in USA and New Zealand. Oh, I'm sorry. The filming was in New Zealand. The country of origin was at USA and New Zealand. That makes sense because there's a ton of New Zealand actors and actresses. Yeah. Like the main girl, uh, George. Yeah. She's Australian. Melissa it George. seemed like most of the tier two characters that had like three lines each, those were all New Zealand yeah. actors. Yeah. I, well, it made me think, like, I know it was like supposed to take place in Alaska. And I was like, you know how like New Mexico has a specific accent? And the New Yorkers have a specific accent. Yeah. I wonder what Alaska is, because it's just so out of the way. Like, would it be partially Canadian because yeah. it kind of bleeds into it? Or would it be, like, Inuit? Or would it be, like, I don't, I don't know. know. 
I think it'd be I've never been to Alaska. I don't know. I haven't either, and I really want to. So when I go, I'll be able to report yeah. back. Um, let's see. Okay. So first writer is Stuart Beatty. Have you heard of anything? Have you heard of him before? Writer? No. Yeah. Um, so he's done Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I, Frankenstein, which was in 2014. Pirates of the Caribbean. Bomb. Yeah. I mean, like, he has done, like, Pirates of the Caribbean is, like, his, like, hey, this is what I did. Everything else kind of just, like, Merp. It's enough to live off of. I know, really. He did all the Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, nice. Good for him. Oh, and do you remember that? I don't know if I'm thinking of Kangaroo Jack, but there's a movie that he wrote called Joey, and it's about a kangaroo. I I don't. I I remember Kangaroo Jack. Yeah. So, um, yes. And so that was him. And then the other writer, Steve Niles, um, he does, like, Remains, um, 30 Days of Night, obviously, The Spectre, um, and then 28 Days Later, The Aftermath, Stage 1, Development. Oh. <laughs> so That's the whole title? No, that's a video short. It's like The oh, Aftermath. That's like the, okay, um, behind the high school musical, the musical. The oh, fine. Thing. So it's like, yeah. Um, and then so then we have the director, David Slade, who actually did, what is it, Black Mirror Bandersnatch? Yeah. Is that the one where you get to choose your own adventure? Yeah, it is. Did okay. you watch it? We watched some of it when we were in Yeah, Nikos. we did. We did. Um, and then he did one episode of another episode of Black Mirror. Um, he did Powers, Crossbones, Hannibal. Five episodes of that. People like Hannibal. Yeah. I saw one. Oh, wait. I don't know if it was the movie or the TV show, but where he feeds the brain to somebody that he's like cutting the brain out of somebody's head and then cooks it and feeds it to him. I'll take your word for it. Okay. That sounds like something he would do. <laughs> um, he also did Hard Candy. Yeah, people like that movie. I've never heard of that. Oh, no uh, really? It's, about. Yeah. it's with Ellen Page. If it had dropped a couple years later, I think it would have been a bigger deal. Because it's like, girl pretends to be a minor, or she is a minor, to lure a pedophile that killed her friend, mm. and she tortures the pedophile. Sounds like teeth. <laughs> Kind bit. of, yeah. It's of that. It's of that genre. She's standing in the uh, poster of Hard Candy. The actor, yeah, is the standing bear in the bear claw. That's bear like claw. an iconic blockbuster cover for me. Where like I would go to Blockbuster and I always saw that cover and thought, God, I want to see that movie. That was me for what is it? Um, Hellraiser. Oh. I I always saw like the needles yeah. and I was like, that looks so cool. And then I watched it. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't have to go into Hellraiser. I'm very confused by the adoration and fandom of Hellraiser. Mm. I don't think it's that good of a movie. It's not. I don't think it is. Uh, I don't understand why people are so obsessed with it, but I know there's some sort of like BDSM tied to it. Yeah, I think it's one... No pun intended. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> um, it's definitely one that I'll give it that it has created its own universe and its own dogma and backstory yeah. of these Cenobites and the the BDSM hell that they reign over where they torture you until you either go insane or become one of them and enjoy pain and inflicting pain on others. Yeah. Um, I would pretend to enjoy it i don't know i just <laughs> i watched it and i was like this is interesting i think they could redo it to make it either a lot better or just like super 
dive into the little uh, yeah i think it would have to dive into the cult following i think if you redid it today it's so violent and gross and it gets away with it because the special effects are kind of lame (laughs) but to do those special effects well it would just make it unwatchable for me yeah i mean like so i was looking up the names of all the cenobites and (laughs) or whatever and like the girl that has her throat her name is deep throat nice and like of course that just always now after i've taken care of somebody who has a laryngostomy I think of that all the time now, and I'm just like, because her like throat is held open with wires. Uh. So I hate to draw that similarity, but like now when I look in, I'm down a hole in somebody's throat. I just imagine her. I'm sure that's part of his inspiration for yeah, it. I'm sure. Um, and then the last notable thing, David Slade, at least in my opinion, is the Twilight Saga Eclipse. Yeah. <laughs> More and he did a ton of music videos. I didn't recognize any of them. There were bands that I recognized, but not songs by those bands that I recognized. Yeah. LFO. Remember LFO? LFO or LMFAO? LFO. No, oh, I don't even know who that is. It was a boy band from the 90s. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I just, I didn't recognize, I couldn't tell you a single song of them, but I remember that, and I remember they were on like, um, those oh yeah you don't remember this song maybe the chorus but no (laughs) oh maybe kind of that's like now volume one that's how old it is (laughs) oh my gosh what are we on? Like fifty nine? Yeah, I don't know. Holy cow! Um, and so, all right. So we got Josh Hartnett, which I always thought his name was Harnett. No. Yeah. So sorry, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh Hartnett is he plays Evan. Mm-hmm. Um, he is in The Long Home, Die Hard, Most Wanted, um, Wild Horses, The Lovers, Parts Per Billion. Um, Mozart and the Whale, Sin City, 40 Days, 40 Nights. And I know him from Pearl Harbor, personally. Um, so he's got quite a yeah, few. The Pearl Virgin Harbor. Suicides. Yeah. Pearl Harbor. Yeah, that doesn't sit with me well. Um, and then Hollywood Homicide. So we all know Josh Hartnett from one thing or another, I'm sure. And then we have Melissa George. And she plays in other movies like Don't Go, The Slap, which is a TV series, um, Gothica, Between Us, Bag of Bones. I didn't know she was in Gothica. Hmm. Oh, yeah. She plays Fiona Hunter. Okay. And then, like, The Betrayed, 30 Days a Night, obviously, Killing Jean, Derailed, The Amityville Horror, but, like, 2005 version as Kathy Lutz. Um... I'll take your word for it. Did you watch Grey's Anatomy? Were you a Grey's Anatomy girl? Mm -hmm. Do you remember her on Grey's Anatomy? I didn't until I saw that she was in Grey's Anatomy. That's where I recognized her from, is Meredith's friend who has, like, a drug issue. Okay, see, she's in Charmed, um, Monk, and from what I know her from is two episodes of Friends as Molly. She, like, I think dated Ross. And okay. I remember her because of her teeth, which I hate to say that, but like, 
She's got large teeth. I think they're cute, though. Yeah, they. I think they. They don't do anything bad for her at all. I think she's got a cute face. Um, and then the lead vampire man, Danny Houston or Huston. Um, he is in No One Left Behind, Yellowstone. He does like three movies a year. Good for him. Yeah, so he's in a ton of things. The Professor, Wonder Woman, 2017. Um, Frankenstein, All I See Is You, American Horror Story, Big Eyes, just so many things. I don't even know how far back it goes. 20 or 1975 is when his career started in The Human Factor. So he's been in quite a bit. And that is what I have for background. I will say, Danny Houston, you're right, prolific. I know him from American Horror Story Season 3 as the Axeman. He is the brother, half-brother of Angelica Houston, Mm -hmm. and they are both the children of John Houston, one of the most famous directors in Hollywood history, meaning nepotism. (laughs) Womp womp. It's always sad how, like, it seems like everybody is somebody's kid or nephew. That to me is like the Skarsgård family. Yeah. The dad's very good, and then literally, like, all the kids are actors. I mean, not to take away from his talent, yeah, Bill but Skarsgård it does sort good. of just say, like, there's probably somebody who's equally talented out there who got passed over. Oh, and also the Barrymore family. Yeah. Oh, there's a ton of them. Yeah. Um, Which I didn't realize. I thought Drew Barrymore was, like, the only one. Um... Angelica Houston, lit. Josh Hartnett. (laughs) You're right. I read an article once where, like, he was supposed to be the next big thing, and then he had really bad imposter syndrome and took a step back from Hollywood. Yeah, there's a quote from him that says, I don't... What is it? He's like, I choose roles because I want to make the role good or because I want to be a good actor, not because I want to act or something like that. And I was like, what? Um, it's like he, it's like the, um, Jack Nicholson saying, I don't make movies, I make classics. Uh, Jack Nicholson has always <laughs> reeked of douchebag energy to me. I, yeah. I think about like, you know, The Shining, untouchable, perfect. Phenom. Beyond that, what's his other most famous film? Probably One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's I, Nest. I, that... I cannot stand him in that movie. I feel like all of his characters, the pinnacle of like chaos or crazy in his characters is like who he is in real life. Right. I. Jack Nicholson, overrated. Do I think he's going to swing an axe at Shelley Duvall? No, but like. <laughs> I do think he is very like. People love him because he is good, but it's like. Who's the guy? Charlie Sheen. He th- everyone thought he was acting in Two and a Half Men, but he was just being himself. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of like how Jack Nicholson is. Charlie Sheen in Two and a Half Men is charismatic. He's not an actor. He's yeah. more just like <laughs> somebody that you like watching. But his like range of acting ability is nothing. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's very tiny. And this is not... You know what? I'm. This is when we talk about our opinions about this movie. I'm a little disappointed that this is our return to the podcast. And I should not take recommendations from Reddit as what we're going to watch next. (laughs) 
you, because you all these movies, you're like, this movie lit, this movie lit. Right, and then all you're those like, movies. <laughs> Although, to be fair, I had seen all those movies, yeah, which wanted... I'm more just like guarantees that I'm going to enjoy it. I like leaving a positive review. Mm-hmm. I don't like saying Jack Nicholson overrated. If you're going to put one negative energy out into the world, we should put a positive energy. Louise Fletcher in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Next. Is that Nurse Ratchet? Yes. Perfect performance. I don't understand why everyone hates Nurse Ratchet. She literally was doing her job. Um, what for the she... first half of the movie, what was the what was the turning point? I think that she starts to inflict punishments and do things not because they're the right thing to do, but because she doesn't like Jack Nicholson's character. Oh. And Jack Nicholson's character sucks. But you yeah. need to distance yourself from that. You can hate a patient's guts, but you still got to treat them fair and equal to everybody else. Yeah. And give them the best possible care. And she does something that I hate, which is like follow rules that aren't based in... She she expands upon rules to an arena where they're not based on logic. They're not based on any sense of reasoning or function. It's yeah. just like, I have the power and I'm going to flex it. Yeah, I, I don't see want that. to watch the world series so we're not going to and i'm gonna say that it's in the rules but it's not really in the rules nerds ratchet you just don't like jack nicholson and so you're not going to yeah but you should say i god i hate your guts but it's what is best for this for this group and there's no reason not to so let's watch the world series yeah i yeah i can see that for sure um I didn't think her, like, I didn't think that what she displayed in the movie reflected the reputation that everyone in the world has of her, like, the opinion. They're like, she's no. the worst, she's the devil. No, like, I think most people think haven't seen the, the movie. I think that the character is very well written in that it's a very realistic person. Yeah. Somebody who thinks that they're doing the right thing, who goes home and pats themselves on the back and says, that was a job well done. Yeah. But really is just, like, vengeful and wielding power beyond, like, the necessary... I mean, you should only wield your power as little as possible, only as much as is necessary. Because that power is taking away from somebody's autonomy and independence and humanity. True. And she does that a lot. Not to mention she gets somebody lobotomized when there's not really a need for them to be lobotomized. Double true. In the Not end. that there's ever a need for somebody to be lobotomized, uh, no. but in this universe yeah. of the 19... I don't know when that movie takes place. The 1950s. What are the range the of diagnoses? I don't remember. Um, the movie was made in the 70s. Yeah, I thought it was reflective of the 70s. The novel is 1962. The movie is 1975. So yes, I'll say it was written in the 50s. What are the range of diagnoses that would call for a lobotomy? I don't know, but I don't think being an asshole is one of them. Is lobotomy, that's like taking somebody's, like, their personality out, right? Or I, is that you like know, I don't know. brain halves in half? No, that's something different. Okay, because I was like, well, seizures, but then I was like... That's something different. Yeah. You're right. That's a real thing. A corpus callosum... Separation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it's called. That might not be right. 
I am talking out of my ass. Let I haven't been I, I haven't that. been in a neuro course in a very long time. The MPH there's not MPH one oh one neurology. <laughs> Corpus callosum separation. Corpus callosostomy. Callosotomy. Okay. Corpus callosotomy. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a real thing. A lobotomy is going into the frontal lobe and just poking around a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, um, we got sidetracked. This. Why were we talking about that? Because I was. I quoted. Um, Josh Hartnett about his acting. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's very pretentious. I think what he meant to say is it's not about the money, it's about the roles. Yeah. Even then, very pretentious. I'm sorry, you were in Pearl Harbor. <laughs> you were not... <laughs> very long, very successful movie. Right. You were not concerned... You were in this movie. You were not concerned <laughs> with the roles. You took these parts for money and fame. And that's all right. But call a spade a spade. Yeah. When actors that are making millions and millions of dollars a year try and get on their moral high horse... Sir, I don't know how many people you had to step on to get to that place. How many other people got passed over and are now penniless with their dreams shattered because of you but please for the love of god don't talk to me about ethics and morals mm. and it makes me think of like seth rogan or like i don't know someone who's had a couple of bad movies be like i do it for the roles i don't do it because i love it or you know i don't do it for the money you know what i mean you can do it because you want to make people happy but i will say it always comes down to you, there's at least a part of you wanted to be famous. Yeah. Or else you might have done theater, or else you might have done stand-up comedy, or else you would have went into any number of other careers that bring people happiness and express artistry and acting abilities specifically. But you moved to Hollywood and signed on to be in the interview. Yeah. <laughs> and got North Korea uh, to be disappointed. Right. Us. And and that's okay. I'll say again, I'm happy for you. <laughs> I wish you all the success in the world, but do not for one second act like you are some sort of authority on what should happen to the rest of America. Yeah. I agree. Anyway. Um... I don't have much to say about Josh Hartnett. I remember him from my childhood and then he did sort of disappear. And now I think he's having a bit of a career resurgence. I thought he was strong in this movie. He is. He was very strong. I, Josh Hartnett as an individual, I like people think he's like the cutest guy, like hottest guy in the world. I'm like indifferent towards his existence because I just keep forgetting. I hate to say that, but I keep forgetting that he's, he's a person. He's very conventionally attractive. He's yeah. tall. He's fit. He's got like a little button nose. Yeah. He's got bone structure. He's got brown hair. He's got facial hair. He is just like he's I would look at him. He's be like he's attractive, but he doesn't like I'm not attracted to him. It is the Hillary Swank argument where that op episode of The Office is oh, very like symmetrical. Yes. Face. It's very bizarre and mean-spirited from a show that normally doesn't like comment on pop culture so it's weird that they singled out this person 
and discussed whether or not she was beautiful? The answer is yes, she is stunningly beautiful. And if you saw her in the hospital as an employee, you'd be like, damn, (laughs) that chick looks like a movie star. You can't base it down on how somebody's face is symmetrical. Like, Well, I'm just, she's obviously beautiful. It's just the fact that she's in Hollywood where the standard is minimum nine out of 10. Yeah. So maybe she's a nine out of 10 and comparing her to 9.9s out of 10, she looks whatever they say in the office. Yeah. Ugly, blah, 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 blah. That's the same with Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett is very attractive. Yeah. But in the realm of Hollywood where everybody is very attractive, is he, for me, the most attractive person in Hollywood? The answer is no. Who is the most attractive person in Hollywood? Hmm. <laughs> um, I think that depends on, like, I don't know. It changes, in my opinion. I, I will always think Dev Patel is very attractive. I love Dev Patel. Dev Patel from Skins and Slumdog Millionaire? Yeah. <laughs> Random. I love him. <laughs> he, yes, he is. I will always find him attractive. Whereas, like, Army Hammer flip flops for me. See, I was just about to say, I am not the current Hollywood standard of beauty, which I, I know who he is. I, know. I was going to say, I, I watched <laughs> Skins when it was first on TV, and that is how I will always remember him mm. is skinny and kind of annoying. Oh. <laughs> and now he's not anymore, but it's very hard for me to separate him from that role. Yeah, I understand. Um, the current Hollywood beauty standard is not to my taste because it's a little too perfect. Yeah. And I think I'm at an age where I don't idealize things. I think about who would that person be if they were on a date with me? And the answer is they'd probably eat a salad with dressing on the side. And really judge me for eating a chicken parmesan, specifically deep fried chicken. Is the chicken parmesan breaded or grilled? Well, can it be breaded? It's it can be baked. Well, it can, I'm I'm saying it seems like most of the time at fancy restaurants it's grilled, and I ask and oh, I really? say please bread it. I've never had a like grilled parm chicken. I've always had it breaded. All right, maybe I've just never been to a fancy enough restaurant. <laughs> um. And so I just, they're just a little too chiseled. They're just a little, like, I don't need to see all eight of your abs to reflect on my, like, uni-ab, you know, (laughs) and wonder why you're talking to me and not to somebody much more attractive, you know? I'm a little too realistic when I conceptualize. I just think, like, I'm literally never going to meet someone from Hollywood they would never go on a date with me ever that too it's just a whole nother world yeah I have never been close to or met somebody I would call a celebrity even a b-list or c-list celebrity I've met and talked to (laughs) um I'm so mad I literally always forget his name Neil deGrasse Tyson oh yeah but He's not hot to me. <laughs> Sorry, Neil. <laughs> but um, I do love him. Aside I... from his claims for sexual assault. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, a couple years ago. Very sad. Um, I loved him before that. And then after that, I'm like, me. I have a story about a D-list celebrity that I will tell you off camera. Okay. Because <laughs> it is salacious. Okay. Not involving me, but yeah. I, w- I was there... I shook hands, witnessed it. Anyway, 
<laughs> um, what did you think of this movie? I was a little disappointed because I did have the standard going into it that Reddit. <laughs> that Reddit. <laughs> that, that Reddit suggested it. Um, and the fact that I'm also not a big vampire like person. I don't know. I've just never seen a good vampire movie. Um, a good vampire movie. I mean, Nosferatu, the OG. I have not seen that one. Is solid. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 black and white, but mm-hmm. I think that that that's fits. Like a cla- that's like perfect the, for vampire movies. Yeah, I think it works. And I think just the actor, whose name I should be able to think of. What the hell is that guy's name? Nosferatu. I just remember Nosferatu from Spongebob. Nosferatu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Max Shrek. Um, I think just his styling is very well done in the way that he moves in the film is very unsettling. Yeah. And the fact that he's moving that way in black and white with no sound, I think is very unsettling. I'd like to watch that because I don't think colorized uh, vampire films would be... A good vampire... I mean, I gave you Daughters of Darkness. That's a good vampire film. What if I was like, Twilight? (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? I'm not going to join on the shitting on Twilight band. I think it (laughs) achieves its mission. Yeah. Which is teen girl fantasy. Exactly. I think that's what it was meant for and that's what it did. Right. I I think that's super lame to just like take a dump on something that wasn't meant for you. Yeah. I didn't read it because I wasn't wanting to read it so it wasn't meant for me and I shouldn't have shouldn't have watched them all. I I did read them all. (laughs) I did read them all. I read read them uh, all. Or Fifty Shades Grey. Oh, I haven't touched that. Don't. Uh, (laughs) It's not worth it. Twilight, I will say... I devoured those books. Like, I thought they were silly, and then there was a free preview on iTunes, like the ebook. Yeah. And it was just the first chapter, and I read the first chapter, and I was like, holy shit. (laughs) And I bought the whole series and had them mailed to me in high school. They're well written for high schoolers and that age group, so I don't blame you. I will eat up teen angst. It's almost like <laughs> it's almost the forbidden fruit that I don't allow myself to go near because I know if I start, I just eat that shit up. I just remember all the interviews that um, Robert Pattinson has given recently about how he hates so much Twilight. Too bad, dude. I hate <laughs> he made it a when ton people of money from that right. Though. I hate uh, give all that money back, asshat. <laughs> Give all that fame back, all those yeah. roles back. I'm sure it he, made you. Yeah. And you know what? You did well in it. Your performance was good. Yeah. I enjoy it. Why yeah. did people... I hate that. It's like when Winnie Harlow took a dump on America's Next Top Model. Oh, that didn't help me. Bitch, nobody would know who you were if you weren't on that show. Yeah. And now you're successful. And just like... You don't need to say that. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I this movie, I... I don't know. I think I'd give it a four and a half out of ten because I would watch it again in a group because I think it's good for that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I do think it is a film that group viewings with certain friends of ours, they'd be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it has those big high impact moments that you need. Well, like the dogs. Yes. You can't be subtle in a group viewing of something. Uh -uh. It has to punch you in the face. Yeah. And I think it allows, too, for you to, like, 
have a conversation on the side, get back to it, and not miss anything. And not miss a damn thing. Yeah. Because there were so many... That's my biggest critique of this movie. There were so many scenes where I'm like, on the one hand, I enjoyed it. On the other hand, if you cut it out, it would not impact the plot whatsoever. Yeah. It's like a standalone... It seemed like it should have been a TV show where each... Of the, of the scenes was its own episode. Maybe this week on the show, they see a girl walking down the street and she's calling out, but maybe she's bait. Yeah. If you deleted that scene, nothing would have yeah, changed. Yeah, because they just, yeah. They're just like, we're like, oh, it didn't work. Right. I, I think that they could have cut out 90% of the cast. <laughs> Get it down to the core. The boyfriend, the girlfriend, I guess their husband and wife, whatever. Josh Hartnett, well, wife. Lucky for you, there is a TV show, two seasons. Is it still on? Uh, 2011 to 2012. Uh, so it wasn't good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it's too many characters who don't matter. And only because I'm literally typing out everything that's happening do I remember, oh, yeah, that's the guy whose wife was killed earlier. Yeah. I didn't remember that at all. I'd be like, who's that? I also didn't remember Billy. Yeah. I was like, who the heck is Billy? Right. It was like, it. there were too many people. Yeah. It should have just been, like, maybe the brother. Josh Hartnett, wife, and then one or two other people. Maybe bulldozer guy and brother yeah period and then one of one of them dies <laughs> right maybe they all die i don't care <laughs> anyway um but yeah i did not i thought the first 20 minutes i thought oh damn this is about to be a banger <laughs> this is about to be good yeah. i really enjoyed the cinematography when it chose to focus on the cinematography like mm-hmm. the opening couple of shots where it's the bright morning on that snow and those like glaciers with the weird ship and that guy just standing there looking kind of crazy and you're not sure if he's a vampire or if he's a normal person and he just like walks through the snow and there's sort of drone music. Yeah. Solid. I love that. It reminded me of the thing. Yes. Yeah, I like that a lot. You're right. I wonder if that was the reference they were going for. Um. I even enjoyed the buildup of like, huh, who burnt all these cell phones? Huh, who fucked up this helicopter? And and the dogs, I mean, normally I say don't kill dogs, but that was very impactful. Absolutely. Especially if it showed, when it showed their faces. And yeah, how fucked up those, yeah, yeah, you're right, 100%. I, it was a little corny to show him stabbing the dogs with yeah. the knife, like, just, I, think- I even though it was corny, I think that fit in well just because it was, like, vampire campiness. And then it was just, like, classic yeah. horror mixed in with it. True. And I thought that Josh Hartnett, you know, I have to give credit where credit's due. I enjoy that it took itself dead serious. There was not an ounce of humor. Yeah. There was not an ounce of tongue-in-cheek, which so many horror movies fall back on. But if you're going to take yourself dead serious it has to be basically perfect yeah and it wasn't um yeah and i think that josh in particular the two leads were probably the only actors who really sold it i thought that the the vampire just had too much airtime. you know how scary a monster is is inversely proportional to its screen time yeah agree 
So I thought that it, the first couple of reveals, the fact that they didn't speak English and the stylization of the vampire, solid. Oh, which the fact that they got somebody from the University of New Zealand to complete a linguist. Oh, really? Completely make a new, uh, like, what is it, language for them. Love it. Yeah. Overplayed its hand. <laughs> the more times they were on screen, they killed somebody, they said some little one-liner in their foreign language, like, God? I don't hear a God. You can only do that once or twice. Yeah. And then, like, the one that really got me where I was like, what? Was he's like, when something breaks, it must A hundred percent. I was like, what is that mean? And I, you said that, and I'm like, I agree. Very just, like, <laughs> unnecessary. It Just silly. There were, I mean, he talked too much. Every yeah. time he talked, he became less and less scary. Until the end of the movie, he gets his face punched through. Yeah. Which was a mess. Yeah. Like, he kicked Josh Hartnett <laughs> in the face. And he spun around on the ice. Yes. It three didn't... times. <laughs> and Josh Hartnett, one punch through the skull. Yeah, right. Ridiculous. <laughs> and the other, there were like 20 vampires, and they're like, oh, shit. And they walked they're away. Like, can't mess with him. Fuck that. Like, I, Man, I don't know. It takes three of them to kill that guy. Right. Very silly. Um... Yeah, I was disappointed. It had a lot of the raw materials to be a great movie. It needed a good editor to take it from two hours to one and a half hours, cut out a lot of the bullshit. If a character can be taken out without changing the plot, take him the fuck out. Yeah. If a scene can be taken out without changing the plot, take it out. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Okay. Okay. Do you have a rating? 4.5. If 5 is average, I'm going to give it a 5.5. 5. Oh, yeah. Five, 6, maybe. 6. I'll give it a 6. 5.5. Pro- 5.5. <laughs> 5. So we I think agree. that's the closest we've ever been yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> I just... Um, it's, it's so... Di- I'm probably being unfair. I think it's just very disappointing when you can tell that the pieces of the puzzle are there and... It's just like on a pile Someone of bullshit. Someone like forced other right. pieces together. Right. Anyway, um, we talked about a lot of this. I'll try and go quick. Opening scene or opening shot is of like the Columbia with that woman with the torch, you know, their Lady opening Liberty? thing. Yeah, that they use at the beginning of every movie. Except it was like in gray tones. Okay, I, I buy it. I'm in. It was like it's. Was that in Alaska? No, you know how like every. Oh, you mean like the okay the opening like the right yeah, and it was just like and then the words came on and it was like a black backdrop with white lettering and simple, effective, solid. I love simple. I don't like when they do big flashy like yeah. Okay. We get some text that says Barrow, Alaska northernmost town in u.s isolated in 80 miles of roadless winter cut off every winter for 30 days of night this is a real town i had its facts up i think i typed in nosferatu and now that's what i call music (laughs) i will say um they changed their name where does it say that 2010? No. To its old 
Inupiat name, the native population's name for the town, they changed it back to... So it was Barrow. And it was Barrow, and it's Utkiagvik. Oh. In 2016, good. I'm into it. Yeah. Um. It is the northernmost city in the United States. They mentioned Point Barrow in the movie as well. Point Barrow is the northernmost point. Its population is going down. That's kind of sad. Aww. It was 4,500 in 2004210. Um. That was, you know, that even see that was a pretty good. The whole opening is pretty solid because yeah. even that very silly thing where they go to the sign and change the population from like five hundred sixty-three to one hundred something, one hundred fifty-two, and then show everybody getting on the plane to leave. A good bit of storytelling without punching us in the face with. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that almost all of the town is leaving. Oh, well, they do it every year. Good. I hate being talked <laughs> down to. That was obvious enough for me. Great. I mentioned the opening shot in broad daylight. The landscape shots in general were very strong. I did not realize it was New Zealand. I fully thought it was Alaska. I thought it was Alaska too. Um, I we think New Zealand got that cold though. I don't know. Snow. I guess from The Hobbit and all those, we can figure out that it does get very snow. Uh, um, we see a shot of a guy who is heretofore named The Stranger looking a little crazy. I thought he was just a human, but... And I think he is a human. He is. I don't know why he looks like that. I think... Does I mean, he, have a, he was walking for a while. I mean, in the cold. Yeah. I still don't understand. I mean, this is based off of a comic book series. Yeah. So... I would love to read more about... So a lot of the names for the vampires come from the comic book series but aren't mentioned in the movie proper. Um, so in the trivia of this movie, it says, One theory holds that the character referred to as The Stranger is a nod to the character R.M. Renfield in the novel Dracula by Bram Stoker in 1897. Parallels include both were approached by the vampire before the main characters, both had a hunger for blood, Renfield for bugs and birds, the stranger for raw meat. So it was just like... So I'm you, glad that you mentioned... So that character in Dracula, I read Dracula a century ago. Mm -hmm. Like middle school. Um, <laughs> that guy... Oh, my hips are really tight. Oh. My That guy is like the agent who tries, who tries to lure people to the castle to like buy the castle. Yeah. I yeah. guess every vampire thing sort of has that. And like, it says both expect to be rewarded for their assistance and both were ultimately attacked by the vampire. And then it says, fun fact, psychologists today refer to patients who have a vampiric hunger for blood as suffering from, do you know? No. Renfield syndrome. Huh. Which is the character in Dracula. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, yeah, we'll talk about him later because I thought it was very it was weird that he wanted the raw meat and I interpreted that at first as like he was practicing <laughs> for when Lame. he would eventually become the vampire Lame How sad is it? it? It's too late If it's someone a... wants to be included and then they're like practicing they're like give me raw meat yeah, it's very like, I'm going to spend eternity with you. Like, you failed the tryout. I don't think I could spend eternity 
with you. Fair. Um, okay. Text tells us it's the last day of sun. Josh Hartnett plays Eben and Billy are police partners. They find a pile of burnt satellite phones, wonder who could have done this. Then we meet Firewoman, except she's not. She's a fire marshal. We find out later. Find Fire Marshal Stella. She's Eben's wife, except they're separated, and she's going to leave town. It sort of mentions that she wanted kids and he didn't. Yeah, like towards the middle slash end. It's like, it's good that we didn't have children. Right. So maybe right. that's why they separated. I can only assume. Yeah, fine. <laughs> um, she's planning on skipping town on the plane with everybody else, but she's driving to the airport and gets hit by this bulldozer thing with a guy who gets a name and way too much screen time for somebody who we're never going to see again. Yeah, really? You know? Apparently his mom drives a tow truck. I don't need to know this if I'm never going to see you again. Yeah. Should have just combined that character with the guy who gets the citation for oil who also has a bulldozer. Oh, I thought he took that one. Oh, did he? The one that ran because it was the same. Oh, never mind, never mind. Because later in the film, he used that, like, thing that yeah. chopped her car in half. You're right. <sighs> so her car's totaled, and she calls Evan and asks for a ride to the airport. Evan's pissed that she's in town and didn't call. He sends Billy to pick her up instead. She hurries, but sadly misses her flight. Later, Josh Hartnett gives some guy a citation for an oil leak. I don't, I, I'm sure they said his name. I don't remember it. I'm just going like to call Bo. him Citation Guy. Citation guy lives all alone out on the South Ridge, so Josh Hartnett gives him a citation now and then to let him know he's a part of this town. Police people are called back to town because the local dogs have all been killed, and this scene is bloody. The whole movie is pretty bloody and violent, with little payoff. Well, we'll talk about it. At night... Eben goes to this, like, trash compactor facility. Later, they call it the Utilidor. Fine. <laughs> I don't know what, like, there's there's so, there's so only so much, like, you don't, I don't know. There's too many characters who all work too similar of jobs, and they all blend together, and they should have just not been, they should have just been nameless people who don't matter. Yeah. Anyway. Somebody tore apart this pilot's helicopter and threw it in the trash compactor. I think the guy who wanted to run, he's like, we gotta run, we gotta run. I think that's the helicopter pilot. Oh. You think so? I think it was. Hmm. But they didn't make that super clear. I honestly didn't know what was being thrown in the trash compactor. I thought it was just somebody's stuff. I didn't know it was a helicopter. Yeah, it was the, somebody, so then he couldn't leave because he planned on leaving by his helicopter, but he couldn't anymore. Oh. Yeah, there was a lot that could have been expanded upon and made longer scenes, but it was already a two-hour movie, so I'm going to reflect back to that it should have either been a miniseries or just cut it out entirely. That character was worthless. He did not impact the plot at all. All of those, like, we should leave. We're not going to leave. So at the end of the conversation, we're back exactly where we started. So why are we watching the conversation 
just to increase tensions, I suppose. I think it would have been a better movie if everyone was smart. I think it would have been a movie that benefited from the dumb people got killed at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. And all that's left are the smart people and they make smart decisions. But unfortunately, the vampires are just really fucking strong. And so they still get them. I was about to say, the smarter the villain, the smarter your main character is going to be. Because the main character is always going to win. So it's like these vampire. You said it. These vampires were very smart because they like did the pipeline thing and they like sent out bait for them. (laughs) So I agree with your statement that the main characters also have to be smarter than the average characters. And then somebody later says that the computers are down, and so it's really laying the groundwork of these people are going to be totally isolated for these thirty days. We see the stranger in a diner. He wants some liquor, but liquor's illegal during the 30 days of dark. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know why. I could get on board. I could thrive in 30 days of dark. Adrian would go crazy. Well, I feel like, I mean, thinking of the COVID thing where they didn't shut down the ABC stores because of the alcoholics, you can't just, like, stop also true serving alcohol there's gonna be i mean i'm given the rate of alcoholism in alaska i'm sure that sends a lot of people into a tailspin but they probably just stock up (laughs) i guess um he gets and he wants raw hamburgers she says no he gets pissed and grabs her but eben stops him he wants to fight eben but stella puts pulls a gun on him a little bit of an overreaction in my opinion um he didn't have any weapons or anything Evan's a bigger, much bigger man by like eight inches than this skinny, scrawny guy who wants to eat raw meat. And she just pulls a gun on him. It didn't bug me because he grabbed the waitress. If somebody grabs... Like a hostage? Like a service worker. Like, that to me is like... I don't know. They're wanting to do more than just punch somebody. Right. That's some... Like, that person needs to be arrested. I guess... I am not downplaying the safety of, um, you know, restaurant workers or anything, but I don't know. I just didn't think a gun was necessary. Um, well, I don't, I, it didn't bug me. I thought that was fine. I don't remember the exact context of the scene, like what he was saying and doing, but I remember thinking like, good, screw that guy. (laughs) To, I mean, the fact that like, I, I don't know what I would do if I like saw somebody grab a waitress like that something i'm gonna do something well i mean like there weren't even any punches thrown and she just jumped straight to gun i don't know yeah i hear what you're saying i disagree (laughs) um they take him to jail and while on the way there him and stella talk about their relationship or whatever stella says malachi totaled her car evan says hell of a day guy says you have no idea this guy's acting is pretty solid. I thought The Stranger was good. If it had been a tighter movie and just like he, him, Stella, and Eben, solid. But again, they overplayed their hand. He said too many ominous things. He needed to say like two ominous things. Yeah. Anyway. I liked his accent too. Yeah. It was a weird accent. I don't know what they were going for with that. Yeah. I think they were going for, like, somebody who's traveled the world. 
who's not from here and came over on a boat with people that speak a crazy fucking language and he's like picked up weird maybe i thought at first he was a vampire and thus he spoke like a really old ancient english because he's fucking old you think he was really old i thought he but was no like... i don't think he was i think he was just a human yeah um Suddenly the power goes down and the attack starts and the attack is brutal and a a high point of the movie. I thought it was like an interesting decision of just like killing off 90% of the town and I'm into it because otherwise it's too many loose threads. I think it should have been like kill off 90% of the town. There was too much too much movement of like we got to go we got to go over here. We got to go over here. We got to go over here. No the fuck you don't yeah if the if the question is move or not move the answer is don't move it makes me think of the mist they like stayed inside that grocery store yeah that's it (laughs) and that was the correct answer yeah that's what and like defend yourself right and if they had stayed for longer they would have survived more spoiler alert (laughs) um I wrote down all the people that died, but they really don't matter. They're sort of just one-off characters. Back at the jail, the stranger's being ominous some more, and it's losing its power over time. You're stuck here, and you know it. You're all dead men. He grabs Evan's brother, so Evan shoots him. But the stranger still won't say his plan or his motive. We finally see his name is Marlo. I don't believe they say that in the movie. Mm -mm. But I guess in the comic books. We see Marlo and the vampires. They have crazy teeth, crazy nails, black eyes, not wearing weather-appropriate clothing. They're wearing, like, normal clothes in what is clearly, like, Alaskan winter. They're speaking another language, and they scream a lot. Their faces (laughs) are also, like, longer and thinner, I think. Yeah. Well, their, like, cheekbones and eyes were, like, angled up. Very alien-looking. And they slaughter most of the town. There's a high body count. Do you have any retractions? I do not. The audio on our last episode was bad. Was it? Yeah. Why? We just had so many people. Oh. We We had four people around one mic. And so it was like you can't hear Adrian at all, basically, whenever he speaks up. Um, Sidebar. The three workers who were weirdly... That's not fair of me to say weirdly. They were flirting and they were talking about, maybe we'll have a threesome later. I didn't think it was maybe. I thought it was for sure. Yeah. Whose house are we going to? You know what? Um, Sexual positivity. (laughs) I, I think that I regret typing out that that was weird. I would feel weird in that situation, but I don't think they did, so good for Right. Them. Stay safe, <laughs> use protection, be happy, healthy, and consensual. Positive note for the day. Yeah. Um, have fun. <laughs> Survivors are very confusing. I felt I never had a good grasp on who they knew was alive because I thought it was threesome chick, oil guy the citation guy yeah um eben stella jake the guy who was like vaguely inuit but i don't he's actually like a new zealand native i thought he was the one who 
controlled the yes, crunchy. Yes, he was. Thing. He did control the utilinator, whatever that thing was called. But so then it's it gets murky because there's like the main people, and then there's also there's like a the guy pilot, Alzheimer dad. There's the the husband and wife with the Alzheimer dad, and there's it's just too many too many people. Yeah, too many people that don't matter. Maybe within one comic book they were important in a twenty comic book series, but within this movie, cut the fat. Yeah, I've said it once. I said it a thousand times. The Alzheimer guy, get the. F- fuck out of my hiding spot that's what i was saying when he was like we gotta go i'd be like bye right you're out (laughs) like i he's yelling and like pushing things over and he's crying and apologizing like you're too unstable i just yeah i sorry we're living in a universe where one creak of this floorboard could get us all slaughtered yeah i don't want to play games I agree. I don't disagree. I get that it's your dad and you want to like protect your dad. Your dad just climbed out of that window. It's over. Yeah. He's done for. He's done for. That old ass like, man. If you want to go out and save him? We're not letting you back in. Right. Like <laughs> we can't. Like I it's like the typical make the train go this way, kill one person, make the train go that way, kill five. Right. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't want your dad to die, but I also don't want everybody else to die. Yeah. Anyway. Um, they rendezvous at that guy's attic. Stella and Eben drive off, but are intercepted by the vampire gang, and they push the Jeep over. That was cool. I think that you needed... I, I Yeah. Lots of potential, just like mired down in so much bullshit. Citation guy saves them with the bulldozer. Marlo watches them leave, and this is probably his peak scariness, is him just standing there blank-faced watching them leave. How are they going to stay warm for 30 days? That is never explained. Oh, yeah, they're just up in the attic. I guess I just assumed insulation of the attic. It must be some damn good insulation. Yeah, really. Um, They all sit there in the attic as the rest of the town is slaughtered in the distance, which is effective. And we have these one-off skits that don't matter. I would have cut or combined all these. The girl walking down the street screaming for help. Eben goes for reconnaissance and find the guy from the beginning of the movie that turns out to be a vampire. Old man with dementia runs off. I don't care. Cut it all. Yeah. Didn't contribute at all. Keep one. (laughs) Finally, Eben is like, we have to move. Why? Because of the food thing, right? There's got to be food in that house. Yeah. Maybe they ate it all. It was day like 17, 18 at that point. There's a hilarious slow motion of them walking through the snow. They go to the grocery store for food. There's a little girl vampire. Stupid. Very dumb. Very corny. She had tattoos. Did you see that? Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, it says in the like trivia or extra or whatever that some of her tattoos were like of german bands and stuff yeah i'm assuming that she's like an og vampire who they turned and kept don't know why well she was in like a summer dress but still like don't know why yeah cut the fat it was it was very that was the only time it bordered on like camp 
yeah. silly, tongue-in-cheek. It didn't match the rest of the tone of the movie. No other vampire had like a weird gimmick to it. There wasn't like a hard rocker vampire. Yeah. It this it was just a weird one-off gimmicky vampire. <laughs> Get rid of it. So Jake kills her. I don't care. Jake is also worthless. Get rid of him. He yeah, he's like shaking like I'm like, yeah. "Okay, sorry." Um They concoct a plan. Eben is going to do so. They're in the they're in the grocery store. They need to leave the grocery store. They concoct a plan. Eben is going to distract them while everyone runs to the police station. I have no idea why they need to switch locations so many times. Anyway, Eben is going to then run to the grandma's house, who I haven't mentioned yet, but apparently she smokes weed for cancer pain, and defend himself with the UV light grandma was using to grow. Weed. I feel like they were just using that storyline for the UV light, and there could have been such easier ways. Like, maybe there was a tanning booth in the town. I'm sure there is. I'm sure that that, I mean, that's like a part <laughs> of, I feel like that's a necessary part of a culture like that. You have to get vitamin D yeah. and sunlight from somewhere. You're right. <laughs> um, he manages to burn Marlowe's girlfriend with the UV light. Marlo mercy kills her. This is where the line what can be broken must be broken comes from. Citation guy creates a distraction with the bulldozer and then blows himself up. Okay. <laughs> Very corny. Yeah. Um, back at the police station, Carter is turning, the guy is turning into a vampire because the girl at the grocery store like drooled on him or something. He asked them to kill him so he can be with his family that was killed in a drunk driving accident. Oh cut it yeah dumb i don't care cut it later billy signals them with a flashlight asking for it you are asking yeah, for a vampire like, to see that they were probably a good hundred yards away from each other and they're flashing the lights anyone sees that from the same exact distance and all yeah. angles they run to join him stupid they find out that he killed his wife and kids to prevent them from being killed and everybody sort of shits on him for this decision I don't know. I, I'm i not going to say what I would do if I was going to be... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? If I was going to be... Shit. What's it called when you surround a castle and don't let anybody in or out? Oh, I don't even know. Um, I can't make the word. Siege. If I was oh. going to be under siege by vampires siege for 30 days... Um, I don't know what I don't know how I would handle myself. I don't think I would shoot my family members, but I'm not gonna say with certainty that that would never happen because we're in extreme circumstances. I was about to say I think we're in a vampire apocalypse. Like yeah, in extremely stressful situations, I think people do crazy shit. Like whoopsies, I think love and war, all fair in love and war, and I hate to say that that's a viable option, but like he was protecting his family. I will posit the question, where's your family, Eben? Because your grandma just got ripped to shreds. I think she would have appreciated getting shot in the head. <laughs> you know? I'm not she would have thanked you, yeah, Eben. <laughs> I'm not going to pass judgment on Billy. The movie really wants me to. I refuse it. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. They make it. They make another break. Why do they keep 
I, whatever. They make another break to the Utilidor. If they have explanations for these moves, they don't give it clearly enough. Because I'm taking pretty detailed notes and I didn't catch it. Yeah. Stella breaks cover to save a little girl. Have we learned nothing from the first 21 days of darkness? When children are involved, you forget everything and your maternal instincts kick in. No. <laughs> because what are the chances that either A, that child is a vampire, or she didn't B... She did see her face. That, it was like, yeah. shut up, hold up. Or B, that child is bait. And also, she was like, hey, kid. And the kid just stops and doesn't even turn. Right. <laughs> You're like, oh, definitely a vampire. Definitely a vampire. Turns out it wasn't a... I don't know if that's... Gail Robinson? I don't know who this person is. Again, I feel like I'm taking pretty detailed notes, and I feel like we were supposed to know who that little girl was. Yeah. But I, don't I didn't. Know. But Stella goes to save her. And so now Evan makes a distraction to save Stella. And they make it back to the Utilidor. Billy gets attacked by a vampire on arrival. Manages to throw the vampire into the Utilidor. But gets his arm cut off in the progress. He's making so much noise screaming that Evan mercy kills him. Okay. By chopping his head off with an axe. Instead of just throwing him into the Utilidor. (laughs) We just witnessed somebody die in less than half a second. That Utilidor eats you like nothing. Yeah. That's a good way to go. That's what I said. I was like, it's so much less painful. Because he probably didn't even hit the brain stem when he chopped him in the throat. Ow. Yep. Ow. I bet that hurt. (laughs) So annoying. I bet he felt it. Um... Stella calls them on the walkie-talkie, but she's deaf going to freeze to death. They notice that the vampires are freezing them with free, are filling the streets with oil. They plan on burning the town down to cover their tracks. I like this storyline. Well Smart. done. Yes. Um, Evan takes some <laughs> of Billy's blood and injects himself to turn into a vampire. I didn't know that Billy was going to be a vampire. Um, oh yeah, I guess yeah, the vampire bit, bit him. him. Yeah, I was fine. Trying to think, yeah. Also, I was saying if Stella, because you said Stella wouldn't have died because of the fire, would have kept her warm. <laughs> I was kidding. Oh, I, I think she would have. <laughs> I was kidding. I was she would have died from the. I mean, the fire probably would have consumed the truck and it would have exploded. Oh, or something. okay. See, because I was gonna say if it didn't even reach the truck, she could have just burrowed a little bit and made like an ice ditch, and it wouldn't have even gotten to her. But. <sighs> Never mind. She also had the little kid with her. So Evan turns into a vampire. I mean, it's stupid that he injected the blood. Like I said, we don't even know if they're the same type blood. Right. I mean, I guess he's going to die. You die pretty quickly if you if you inject. It's like almost instant <laughs> yeah. fever. Almost instant. Like. <laughs> um, right. So he got very lucky with that. <laughs> Uh, turns into a vampire to go fight Marlo. We already talked about this fight. Very dumb. Very stupid. They didn't mean for it to be stupid, but it was. Stella escapes, and the vampires leave because Eben is so scary. So Stella and Eben say goodbye, watch the sunset together, which is a pretty solid callback to the beginning where they were talking about how that's like everybody's first date. Yeah. And Eben turns to Ash and dies. The ending was solid, I thought. Yeah. I thought they both acted very well with, like, the sun is rising, I'm gonna die. Um, 
Yeah, I stick with my 5.5. I think the cinematography was strong, but it had a lot of fatal flaws for a movie that was two hours long. I mean, the storyline and the people were just confusing because there were, especially, I should know who is in that attic. Yeah. It should be very clear who is a survivor. And so for this, like, Alzheimer's person to sort of come and go and be in the attic, like, be in the shot, not be in the shot. They should all be in the shot. Yeah. I was thinking, it sounds so terrible, but I was thinking of um, Anne Frank's yeah, diary. Yeah, it's hard not to. It's hard not <laughs> to think of when people are hiding in an attic for months. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, you know every single one of those people that was in the attic with her. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I feel like when you're in that dire of a situation, you need you get to know each other pretty well, but... Didn't seem like we did. Um, do you have a favorite part? I'm trying to think. I did, and I can't remember what it was because I was distracted by all the like weirdness of the other other bits. Um, I actually really liked the guy that played the stranger. I think his scenes were very yes, good. Yes, I think he did very well. So I would say when he was like chained up initially, and they were he was like. They didn't take me and all that stuff. I like that. The little noises he made when the head vampire came in. I thought that was solid. Yeah. Agree. Um, I would say the opening scene of the stranger on the beach looking at the weird ship. Yeah. That was a good shot. It's strange because like, is that just a vampire ship? Yeah. (laughs) I I thought it was people leaving from the... Oh. And he just, like, was walking past and, like, saw them and kept going. But I always mm. misinterpreted. I thought it was abandoned. I was I was confused. I thought oh, yeah. it was an abandoned ship. And it was, a, it was, like, a villager who's like, that's weird that there's an abandoned ship there. But then they made his teeth fucked up, which is the international symbol for evil, <laughs> among others. Poor English folk. <laughs> um, okay. Final thoughts? Nope. Maybe I, I could do a very quick scan of movies and see if there are any other vampire movies. Oh, Let the Right One In, obviously. Oh. As a vampire movie. Let the Right One In. What year was that? Do you remember? 21st century. Some It was earlier than 2010. Because I remember the name. I don't remember. 2008. Yeah. Um, that sounds like a rom-com. Kind of. It's a it's a Swedish. It's not fair of me to call it the right one in because it's originally Swedish and that's the translation. Um, (laughs) That's probably fine. I wish I could think of one more that was good. Neon Demon kind of vampires. Dr. Sleep, of course. Those vampires. We'll leave it at that. I was always, like... I, always, I would like to see a new variation on a vampire. I think Dr. Sleep did the most variant in recent times. With their, like... Sort know, of hippie colony. Sucking. Yeah, yeah, the aura sucking. Specifically targeting kids. Yeah. Um hippie colony that roams the country in like a motorcade which i feel like vampires and steampunk kind of go together a lot 
They do. I don't know what I would want my vampires. I like nature vampires, sort of like a, I guess that's more of a witch though. Like a nature witch, yeah. like in The Witch, that woman who sort of like lingers in the woods and mm. smears rabbit blood on herself. Braids feathers into her hair. Right. And leaves. Yep. I don't know. I think I'd want mine to be very like um, mechanical. Just like kind of steampunky. Oh. Just intro. I'm thinking of like, <laughs> I'm thinking of like the Air Nation and Avatar and how that one guy like does all those inventions. Yeah. I don't know why. Or maybe just like American Psycho, just fully like in, the billionaires of this country are in fact QAnon, you know, yeah. are in fact like a demon cult that sucks baby brain stems. Yeah. Uh, to be clear, QAnon is a joke. QAnon is a laugh. I don't believe it, in it for one second. What does it stand for? I think it's the person's name is Q, who is the one who dispels this information out to the masses. Mm. And nobody knows who this quote-unquote Q is. And then Anon is just anonymous. Oh, okay. Um, it is stupid. <laughs> like, I mean, there. I was just reading theories that it was actually QAnon said that there was going to be a mass arrest on inauguration day and Trump was going to descend from a helicopter and arrest Biden and Kamala like Lady Gaga at the Super Bowl right it was all those people are going to get arrested and now QAnon has pivoted and is saying that um, that they couldn't let that happen because that would rattle the American people too much. So actually, Biden is in jail, and that man you think is Biden is actually Trump with plastic surgery. Y'all have gone that. too far. QAnon, what are you doing? It's not that, like, people are not that much smarter than you. Think about, <laughs> like, there's only so smart somebody could be. Yeah. There's only so powerful somebody can be. In the age of the internet where you can take a picture, I just don't think it's that deep. I don't. I think people like to hype themselves up a lot and then get too excited and then it doesn't work out. Yeah. Okay. Is that Thanks. it? I think that's it. Okay.